I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, this is Erica Ramirez, senior editor at Billboard. And with me today, I have Clover Hope. Deputy editor at Vibe magazine and Keith Murphy, which is um, writer, editor, extraordinaire, does everything pretty much, writes for everyone. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so, this episode of the podcast is dedicated to Michael Jackson and Prince, seeing that this week marks the 30 year anniversary of Purple Rain and also the five year anniversary of MJ's passing. We also have Charlie Murphy calling in a little bit. But before that, I wanted to talk about MJ. First and foremost, um, it was five years. Do you guys remember where you were when you first heard that MJ passed? I was um, actually working at XXL at the time. And I remember um, just being in my cubicle and I saw the news that I think it was like um, he was being he was like in the ambulance or something like that. Um, and everybody was kind of like, uh oh, uh, you know, like what's happening and then it was toward the end of the day, so by the time I got home, I heard, like, the confirmation, and I was, like, all over Twitter. And just, I remember everybody trying to figure out what was real or not, like, because TMZ had it, and nobody believed TMZ at that time. So then CNN confirmed it, and it was like, all right, it was, you know, like, I teared up and, like, just started playing, like, every Michael Jackson song, like, in the world. And... Yeah, it was just like really sad. Yeah, I I was at Vibe oddly enough, and um, we were just you know it was crazy because I was going to go to the actual shows overseas. Mm, yes. Uh, booked the ticket. Excited, you know. Um, it's like hey, it might be the last time I get to see Michael Jackson, you know, before he's this is it. You know, this is it. This is this is it tour. You know, everybody was talking about the special effects and. So we're just sitting down and I'm, you know, typing some stuff out. And then I'm just hearing this, this, like you said, the rumors of, you know, something's wrong with Michael Jackson. Then you talk about, oh, it's the ambulance that, that, you know, they're putting him in the ambulance. Okay, that's that's shook up enough. Um, When he passed, it was almost like my my own life going before my eyes. Like it's like I just remembered everything connected to Michael Jackson because that's what happens. You know, you he's your gateway drug for music if you're a music fan. It's like you're seven years old, six years old, and you just remember listening to Michael Jackson. So it it hit it hit pretty hard for me. It really did. So what were some of the things that you thought of? I just I just I just thought of, you know, being with my cousins, you know, uh playing off the wall. I thought about being a kid listening to the Jackson Five Christmas yeah. album, 
you know, uh, I thought about uh, my auntie taking me to go see them at the Triumph Tour. Uh, I don't think I think I was maybe like nine years old, you know, screaming my head off, you know. I wish I saw him on tour. That was like my that's that was like my first thought. Well, not the first thought. I tell everybody that it's certain artists that you really want to see in their prime. Because it's not, you're not, he's not really, you're not really doing justice by, you know, looking at Michael Jackson in, in the 90s or whatever, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember, like, the Jackson 5 CD that my dad had, and, like, me and my sisters would play it, like, ABC and, you know, Rock and Robin and all those songs and just sing it. So, everybody has, like, their childhood memories, and then he kind of grew up, like, as with any artist, like, you grew up with him, so. Right. No, it's it's strange too, and you, you you almost didn't get a sense that he actually died, because you you you, you talked about TMZ. I I call that moment the moment that TMZ became respectable. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people were disrespecting TMZ. They were saying, "Oh, this can't be true." They've been right about everything since. Everything. Well, I'm I'm one second because now he's calling. That little wait. That's exactly what I was going to say. Well, you know, you can't hit a thousand. You can't bat a thousand. I was going to say the same thing about Lil Wayne. I think they went a little too far in saying that Lil Wayne was going to die. Was it last year? No, the year. Yeah, I think it was last year. Charlie? Yes, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Okay. What's up? Um, I have um, Keith Murphy, which you talked to not too long ago. Um, for Vibe? Did you talk yeah, to for Vibe? Yeah, for Vibe, yeah. And I have Clover Hope here with me also. She's an editor at Vibe also. Hi. Keith and Clover, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's it going? It's, I don't know if this is too early of a of a time for you. Not at all. I got kids, man. So uh, <laughs> early is better than late, you know? Um, we were just talking about uh, Michael Jackson, and oh, I asked Keith and Clover kind of where they were when MJ passed. Do you remember what you were doing when MJ passed five years ago? Well, I remember exactly what I was doing. I was filming that movie, uh, Family Wedding. I was on the set. And uh, and uh, Warren Sapp, the football player, it was lunchtime. Everybody was sitting around eating and talking, and then he came over and said, yo, man, Michael Jackson just passed away. And then it became the Twilight Zone. Michael Jackson passing away was kind of like, uh, like, like, like that was somebody who wasn't supposed to ever pass away, that type of thing. You know? Yeah. That, that's how much of a shock it was. I know, I know everyone passes away eventually, but when he passed away, it was like, that's impossible. It can't be true. You know what I'm saying? Superman passing away almost. Uh, yeah, it was like some, It was like an immortal being passing away. It reminded you real quick that, uh, that this is show business. He had a great show. The show was so great that uh, we, we forgot that he was a human just like us. Yeah. Yeah, I was um I was wondering why there or wish there was a true Hollywood story from you and Chappelle on MJ. Why wasn't there ever an MJ one? I'm sure they would have got around to it, but you know they did. They, you know we didn't have we, we we had two seasons and the show was over. There's a lot of things that probably would have taken place if the show had stayed on. You know? Right. I heard you um you came on, uh, you showed up with Chappelle on Sunday. I think you came to a Sunday show. Yeah. Epic. It was, uh, you know, and, uh, I'm really grateful that uh, that show took place when it took place because when Chappelle's show ended, I couldn't have uh, done what I did Sunday. 
it was I wasn't a polished stand up comedian then. You know, uh it happened when I was ready and that was good. I'm glad that you know the forces of the nature made it made everybody wait up for me, you know. The fact that we was uh working the same venue, you know, that that was a good feeling, you know, it's like uh you know, that's that's family. Dave's family, you know, so the fact that Dave is back the way he's back is uh that's warming to the heart in itself, you know. So the whole uh fact that it was uh it was history, you know, Dave broke a record, he did eleven shows sold out straight. No stand-up comedian has ever done that at Radio City Hall in the history of, of this building. It was sold out, and he had, you know, a, a cavalcade. He had everybody. He had uh, he had Nas. He had The Roots. He had Erica Badu. He had Kanye West. I mean, come on. He had all these different people came through and, and performed on the show. I hope that he's turned that into a concert movie. That's all I can say. People be under the impression sometimes that just because a person is funny, that they can just walk out and uh, just do an hour off the top of their head. That person don't exist. There's nobody in stand-up that does that. That that's a that is a powerhouse that that has a name that people you know uh, respond to and rush out there to go see them. That's a person that they honed the show. They they did they did their homework, and you know they're not they're not guessing when they go up there. You know they they got it all down. Charlie, would you say that that Radio City gig was your biggest gig uh to date uh as a comedian for me absolutely because you know um it was the first time that i was in front of that many people as a stand-up comedian and i was in total control you know what i'm saying like i've been in front of bigger audiences but when i wasn't in total control what i mean by that is uh i wasn't all the skills that come in to play as a stand-up comedian uh they don't just show up all at one time, okay? Uh, your confidence doesn't be, it's not going to be there, you know, in the beginning like it is now. And all those things take time to, like, to you know, to to, to, to stew and, and it turn into something good, you know? Well, I've had 11 years straight of being on the road. Uh, I've been around the world three times. I've been in front of all kind of people, uh, audiences of different sizes. Like I said, I've been in front of a bigger audience than that. But that was the first time when I was when I was aggressive with it, you know, like okay, I know, I know that this is I'm eating this. I'm coming here to devour this whole show. I'm getting ready to do it, you know. That that's the attitude that I had, and that's the reason why it was it was so uh, fulfilling. I know you guys have kind of your own things going on. Do you guys talk about teaming up again for something? Not necessarily even if it's a show, just like for a project. Let me tell you something. Me personally, I don't, I don't talk to nobody about teaming up or doing. I don't know where your head may be with that. And I, I you know, before, before I'm a, 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 me and Dave are a friend as performers, I'm his friend. You know, I, I really, I, I really care about him. You know, as a friend. So you know, until he was ready, you know, I never put no pressure on him. Uh, and I, I don't do that for as a as a, a rule of thumb with anyone. You know, I don't. I don't come. I don't, I don't want you to not want to talk to me because you're scared of what I'm, I'm going to bring up, you know. So I keep yeah. it general, you know. One of the good things, one of the safest things to talk about with entertainers is kids, you know. I don't talk about show business too much with them. I talk about family life. I talk about kids. I talk about stuff like that. I don't really come with, you know, the uh, business talk unless we're having a meeting. You know, what I'm saying if we ain't having a meeting. That was, you know, that that supposed to cover these uh, 
you know, these the subjects. I don't even go into them. I keep it real, real, real loose, real, real friendly, man, because, you know, I understand that sometimes, you know, people have things, things they don't want to talk about or they, they think certain things that make them, make, make them feel under pressure. So I don't do that. You know, yeah. I don't want you to see me and see me as a person that, you know, my, my only interest in you is how can I exploit the relationship to make money, you know? One of the funniest sketches on the Chappelle show has to be, at least my favorite, was the Prince one that you did. Did you know it was going to be as crazy or turn no, out as I didn't, crazy? I didn't have no idea that any of that stuff was going to do what it did. That, that was, you know, it was, um, though, at, at most, I was happy that I was on a show that I can contribute to uh, as far as uh, material and, you know, um, it got done because we're on a sketch comedy show. Everybody's everybody's writing sketches and submitting them and trying to get them put on the air. That's the competition, you know. And so to have things that you came up with that got put on the air, not only on the air, but they, you know, they they became synonymous with the show. That's you know, that's that's that you know, you can't. I didn't. I wasn't aiming for that. That's what happened, you know. You know, Charlie, we 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 spoke about that uh, for the New York Post piece that I did, and. The great thing about it is Prince's own sense of humor, how he was able to turn it all around and use the Chappelle uh, iconic now is really iconic uh, photo of him dressed as Prince. What makes you what? what how, how do you look at that when you see an artist of his stature to be able to laugh at himself in that manner? Well, that 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 tells me that he's that crazy. <laughs> that tells me that he's you know what I'm saying. He doesn't take himself too serious. If you, if you can't laugh at yourself, you don't deserve to laugh at nobody else. Or with anybody else. I mean, you know, if you think that you're above above the above the fray, where you know, and, and nothing can be said funny about me. My my attitude about and my approach to comedy is that there's no holes barred. Nobody's above above reproach. And if I think of something funny to say about you, if it's funny, then I think the world should hear it and laugh about it. Period. You know. There's certain things like when I, over the years I've done I've done certain I've learned that you know with certain people in certain demographics there's certain like for instance if you go and do a joke about Oprah, right? It better be funny because when you first start when you first when the audience realizes oh this one is about Oprah all the women catch an attitude instantly like uh, hey don't say nothing about Oprah or if you say a joke about uh, Jay Z and Beyonce uh, you might get shot. They don't be calling my bang, Jay. They get they get messed up on that. But if you, if, you know what I'm saying, if you can come up with something that's very funny, they will laugh. But there's going to be a resistance in the, in the beginning. Same thing with Michael Jackson. You know, if, if I had jokes about him. If you if, when you first start telling a joke and they realize, oh, this joke is about so and so, there's people that that uh, their uh, fan that their, their love for that person is almost to a point of uh, worship, which I think is uh, ridiculous because, you know, you're not supposed to worship other people, okay? But there's people that do that. That's why, you know, fan is, the word fan is short for fanatic, you know? That's a, that's a form of uh, crazy, ain't it? <laughs> fanatic. Yeah. So there's some people that, you know, they, 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 uh, they can't, they, they'll be into the artist so much where it's almost like a form of worship. And you have certain people, like I said, that uh, when you start talking about them right off the top, 
the first reaction you get is, uh, you know, a, a, a rebuff. You know, like, hey, you can't talk about Michelle Obama. You can't talk about this one. You can't. And my thing is this. I can talk about whoever I want. Because guess what? They can all talk about me. And if they said something about me and it was funny and everybody was laughing, hey, good for you. I'll return, I'll return with a joke myself. But I don't think that anyone should be taking take themselves so seriously or, you know, or anyone else to where the point to the point to where, you know, they're above reproach when it comes to comedy. Why do you think so many years later we still care about Michael and Prince in the manner that we do? It's almost like they're like joined at the hip. A lot of people in the Michael and Prince, uh, they, 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 they're like Prince. Michael Jackson was when I was a kid. When I was, when I was, I remember walking to the bus stop and, uh, I Want You Back was the hit record. And all the kids knew it. I remember getting the album, uh, you know, and, and, and it had uh, one, the album had, um, it had uh, I Want You Back, and it had uh, Bridge Over Trouble Wars by Jermaine, and all these other songs they had on there, uh, Rockin' Robin. That album, I remember getting it, that was like one of the first albums that, that I considered my my album. Like, you know, it, my, it wasn't for my parents, it was for me. It was, a, it was a big old, one of those uh, eight tracks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the eight track, and we had it, and, and, and we and we were memorized the songs and all that. You know, we were little kids, man. You know, and and you know, we were into into the Jackson Five, like all the other kids our age. You know, because the Jackson Five was was kids like us. You know, but they was they were singers. I remember the Jackson Five coming out. I remember when. When the Osmonds came out, and I thought that they were, I thought that that was Michael Jackson. I remember getting mad when I found out that, that this is not Michael Jackson. When the Osmonds dropped one bad apple, I was like, well, that's a good record. They was like, that ain't Michael Jackson. That's that's the Osmonds. And I was like, who's the Osmonds? You know? And I remember when the, when the Silvers came out, you know, they had that record, Hey Prudence. I was like, oh, the Jackson 5? No, that's not the Jackson 5. That's... The Silvers, you know, and I remember being being disappointed that someone else sounded just like them when it wasn't them, you know. Do you remember seeing um, the Remember the Time video for the first time, like with Eddie in it and, you know, kind of what your reaction was? I was there when they shot the Remember the Time video. It was an awesome, uh, you know, I mean, that was that was a video. It was produced like a, like a feature film, you know, and I really enjoyed the process, you know. Watching it, they had a lot. Magic Johnson was in it, you know. Uh, yeah, Magic is like, you know, iconic. He was iconic, very much so when he when he did that video, you know. And uh, just to be on the set and all these big stars walking around, that was awesome. Wow. wow. And and in the eighties, I know you was hanging out with your brother a lot. Did you happen to go to the Purple Rain tour when it was popping in um, L.A.? Because I think they did like crazy amount of shows at the forum did you go to any of those shows i went to the to the premiere of purple ring how crazy how crazy how crazy was that that was the set off the jump off man i remember that i remember that that night uh eddie got at, at the end of it when we left eddie got mobbed in the parking lot and his his manager bob wax bob wax got trampled by the, the crowd i remember that that's <laughs> like you know what did bob just fell down Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They're stepping on them to try to get to Eddie, you know what I'm saying? So I hadn't seen Eddie get mobbed before, you know what I'm saying? So that wasn't a new experience. He got mobbed several times. That, that was the time when, you know, we was leaving the, we was leaving the premiere. And I think that... It, we were so excited about the, the, the show and everything that we were kind of caught off guard with that. Do you think we're ever going to see uh, the artist of, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, Prince Magnitude? Are we ever going to see anybody on that level again? Absolutely. We, we're human beings, man. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see better than that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see, if you take it, if you go back to before Michael existed. Uh, there's somebody that the world felt that way about before they felt that way about him. It was Elvis. You know, uh, Elvis had the same thing going on, you know? If you go back before him, it's somebody else that everybody liked, you know? It's a generational thing. You know, as people grow up, they come into their own, they have their own, for their generation, they have their own uh, mega star that they cleave on to, and they, they have those feelings. Like, right now, uh, or I'm gonna say right now, at, at one point, Justin Bieber was that for the young kids. Every, all the kids was loving Justin Bieber. But now it, it may be different. I don't know because he got into trouble a couple of times. And um, that may have changed things. But before that, he was, the, you know, everybody was, all the kids was on Justin Bieber. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I would say Beyonce right now has, yeah. if not that title, then about to have that title. I see that comparison more than Justin. The Beyonce like and Michael. Beyonce, Michael. You know, I won't agree with that because men are not into Beyonce like, you know, like women, like women, <laughs> and, uh, women and gay men are into Beyonce like that. Michael Jackson had everybody. He had the men, the women, the gays, everybody was on him. So that's different. Elvis Presley had everybody. Beyonce, is the guys, young guys don't be rushing out to buy no Beyonce record. Okay, they go for buy Jay Z. Only for their girls. My daughter, yeah, she she's on B. She likes Beyonce, of course. She's you know, she loves her. You know, I, all of them. That's I, what I'm I, saying. When you, you, that's why we try to make a joke about Beyonce. All the women automatically go, hey, hey, hey. When we talk about Bay, don't be talking about Bay. They, they get excited. I'm like, okay, look, okay. okay. Is Beyonce like your daughter's first big favorite artist? Is she is she your daughter's favorite artist right now? My daughter has a couple of. Them. You know, and and me personally, I think that Beyonce is the most talented woman on the planet. When you know, all, all around. Period. Bar none. I mean, I've heard her sing in different languages and all kind of stuff and, and kill it. You know what I'm saying? I heard her, you know, opera. I mean, come on. How many people could could switch up and do that? You know, 
there's nobody that can match her talent-wise. You know, she's all around. She is the alpha of the game right now when it comes to what she does, definitely. You know, I, I always wanted to ask you, uh, did, did uh, Prince ever reach out to you after the Chappelle show? Did he Did he ever say anything to you? Never, never like, reached out to me, never, no, no never. Nope. Okay. I guess using that using that as his cover kind of speaks loudly. I don't know what his reasons is. You know, at one point I used to think that he didn't like me, but I, I, I'm beyond that now. I, I don't really care if he likes me or not. But that's why I used to go. He must not like me. he must not like me for some reason. You know, but I, I don't I don't care if you don't like me anymore. I, I know I like him. I love him. I love his music and all that. I give him all his props. I don't walk around worried about you know who who don't like me or whatever. The ones that do like me, they talk to me, they're my friends. The people that, that don't reach out to you, that don't call you or whatever, uh, it's for whatever reason. It's a, it's a million different reasons why that could be going down. So for me to pick one out and, and say this is what I believe, if I'm not – if you didn't tell me personally, I really don't know what, what the reason is. So I don't, I don't worry about it. You talked about – you talked about – well, we talked about the sketch, but – Purple Rain specifically, how crazy was that, the actual album and movie? How crazy was that for you when you first heard it? The album is like part of it. It, it, it marks a period in my life. That that record is like, okay, this is what was going on in your life when that record came out. When, I, any, when Doves Cry or anything, I can remember exactly where I was at uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, everything, you know, as a human being. And it marks a period in my life. It, it's a very fun period. It was, that's when I was... We was uh, actually, um, Eddie was doing, uh, it might have been Beverly Hills Cop or one of those movies that he was doing. We were staying in L.A. And, and the lifestyle was, uh, it was exactly like uh, Entourage, okay, or the Mad Real World, okay. It was a bunch of body was a body was a body was a body was under 30, and it was a big giant house. And, you know, you know, you know what goes. If you watch those shows, it's the same dynamic was going on for real in our life, you know. You get a sense when the movie came out. Did you realize how big the movie, the Purple Rain movie, was going to be? And did you ever think, think to yourself, you know what, a lot of African Americans in the 80s, you were really coming up. My brother, Michael, Prince, it seemed like black folks was really, really doing it in the 80s. Uh, I never thought that because you just named three people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not many, bro. That's not enough for me to go, oh, yeah, black folks is really killing it. It's three people you just named. <laughs> and when I went to Hollywood, that's what it was like. You had you had one guy from basketball, it was, it was Magic, okay? You had one guy from comedy, that was Eddie. You had one guy from music, that was Prince, because Michael Jackson was kind of like cool, cooling off a little bit of that, during that period. Uh, and we had one of everything, one. And only now, or, or recently, have, can you look around and go, okay, wait a minute. There are a gang of basketball stars that people are into. There are a gang of of uh, musicians that people are into that are black. There's a, a gang of comedians that are black that people know their names. and they, they, Back then, it wasn't a whole bunch of each thing, each thing, each thing, each thing. And now there's several. So now I now I'll go. Things are a whole lot better, but it's still a, we still have a long way to go. Because if you go into a an uh, airport, for instance, right. go into the magazine section, okay? In this country, America, 
and you look in the mag- magazine section, 99.9% of the magazine covers have white artists on it. Okay? Not, it's not Latino, not Asian, not black, not Arab, white. Okay? Well, we don't live in England. Okay? And I'm talking about even if you lived in England, you couldn't say that anymore. But this is not England. This is the U.S. Everybody is here, and everybody is not uh, equally represented in the media. You know, that's just, a, you know, a reality, you know. Everybody's not rep- – every year that the sexiest man in the world is another white guy. <laughs> that's every year. It's only been the only every the only time the sexiest man in the world was black. It was Denzel Washington. That was it. Cut. And then you know everybody else. <laughs> so not, I guess we don't have no other sexy black men. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess we're not that sexy, huh? All right, all right. Um, what else? What else do you have coming up? Because I know you have a show. I think you have a show tonight. I have a show in Syracuse tonight, uh, tomorrow actually. But um, I have a uh, debuts on the Delta Swim. In August, it's called Black Jesus. It's uh, produced and written by Aaron McGruder, the guy who did um, the Boondocks. That's, why I, that's how I developed the relationship with Aaron. I was on the Boondocks. My character was Ed the Third. He was real popular. And uh, you know, when they decided to do Black Jesus, uh, they called me in, and I played the character called Vic on there. And I can't wait for people to see that because I know it's going to have a lot of tongues wagging. It's going to be a lot of judgment and a lot of a lot of things that go down. But at the end of the day, I want people to remember one thing, man. Uh, it's entertainment. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, a, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a politician. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm an entertainer. And whatever I'm involved with is for entertainment purposes, you know? Well, I, um, I appreciate you coming on to talk to us about pretty much everything. I appreciate you guys including me in your peace, man. That's what's up. Peace and God bless. I want to talk more about MJ and Prince, but only have like six minutes in this conference room. Okay. Well, I'll just say that I I just found the whole thing uh, very, very interesting that the 30th anniversary fell on on Michael's death. Yeah. And to me, it just said how still these these guys are still joined at the hip after all these years. Right. You brought that up with with Charlie. Yeah. So... Is that's so weird to me? Is that a good thing or a bad thing for you? I think I think it's a good thing because it's it happens in other artists too. I mean, people feel the same way about the Rolling Stones and uh, the Beatles. It's the same thing, right? You know, every everybody has to have the white hat and the black hat. You know, there has to be the yin and the yang. So you know, even each other out. And I think that's what Michael Jackson is. You know, he wears the white hat and Prince wears the black hat. So do you think Prince was like a little bit more? I think so. It was a little bit more dangerous. Oh, he was, he was a lot a little, more oh, dangerous. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he started, he literally... Sexual, more yeah, dangerous. He, yeah, he literally kicked... Darling Nikki kick-started the PMRC, which kick-started stickers on CDs. Before Prince, there were no, you know, parental yeah. guide, guide, you know, he stick... That's the reason why they decided to do it. Like, you know, holy shit, uh, somebody's listening to... Uh, my daughter's listening to Darling Nikki... Uh, I can't believe this. Let's go to Congress, and the rest is history. One thing he mentioned was, like, just, like, somebody being a successor, I guess, to Michael and Beyonce being, like, the closest thing. And one thing that, like, I haven't seen from pop artists is just kind of the way that Michael had, like, worldly songs that were so catchy. Like, they had a message to it. Think about, like, Beat It and just being in, like, 
neighborhood that you're not quote unquote supposed to be in or whatever or um you know black or white obviously was had a message to it but it was also like you wanted to dance to it you know so man in the mirror yeah man in the mirror is like probably my favorite mj song i I just think that um we're too jaded nowadays like we would look at somebody that would want to save the world, heal the world, as <laughs> being uh, corny. As there'll probably be memes about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be you know. <laughs> we're a little too. Um, do you think we're more critical also? Over every, I feel like we're critical over everything yeah. more. Well, I think everybody wants to be a star now. It's, it's instant stardom. So when it's instant stardom, this is what you remember we talked about earlier about the comment section. This is how people become stars. They become stars in their own world by becoming internet sensations or trolls and this is the that's the new stardom you know before you just in the 80s could you picture if michael jackson and prince was on mtv you can picture some cat sitting down in their sofa talking shit about them Mm -hmm. they didn't have the access to to type it out but there were always people that you know talking you know it's just now that we have we have the access to do it now you know i think that yeah and it's also i think we mentioned this earlier it's always been like an mj versus prince thing but i think it, it boils down to who you grew up listening to more yeah. not to say one is above the other or anything like that well yeah i have a i have a, I have a couple of pieces um uh that i did yesterday in conjunction with the purple rain 30th the anniversary, anniversary mm-hmm. uh, where i spoke to um you can go on vibe.com right now and check it out Shout out to Bob. Uh, um, <laughs> well, I talked to uh, the revolution, the backing band of Prince during that era, the revolution. I talked to the keyboardist, uh, Dr. Fink. And I spoke to Susan Rogers, who was his engineer. And if you know anything about <laughs> that era of music, Prince was almost recording a song a day, literally. Um, and he went through engineers like crazy. Like they couldn't, they couldn't keep up with him. This is a cat that had four hours of sleep, working, touring going to an after show, performing there, hitting a studio at one in the morning, working on somebody else's project and working on his stuff. I mean, this is, you know, when when, when Charlie said, we're going to see people like this again, I kind of disagree with that because, you yeah, know. Because of that worth ethic. Yeah, and because they allowed you to do this right. back then. It was the wild, wild west. Everything is a bit crazier now but they still try to box you in with certain things the internet is the great equalizer but back then it was like oh you mean i could i can build my own complex called paisley park i can build neverland i can you know i can you know make a make thriller i can make a movie you know and you're gonna i can get martin scorsese to direct me in bad or i can try to get prince to come on here with me but he's gonna say no because he's you know i mean it's the relationship between those two, to me, is the reason why people care. And I, I, I remember then I did the oral history about those yeah. two in a relationship. And secretly, they, they, they were friends, actually, you know. But they just knew that they could not step on each other's toes. And they just kind of gave each other space. Right. You know. Were you going to say something, Clover? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something about Beyonce. but yeah, yeah. No, Beyonce. <laughs> I, listen, listen. Quiet is kept. I really do think Beyonce does come the closest. You, I think you were right. I mean, I know, she, yeah. I know Charlie said, you know, it was just... You know, <laughs> the men don't listen to Beyonce. Yeah. But, but I, secretly, let me tell you something. Just Girls as love a man, Beyonce. Yeah, as a man, dudes you love do Beyonce. I, 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 I don't love Beyonce, but I can, I can honestly say that I... This is a good... T- you could admit it on this I can honestly say that I like, be, I like Beyonce and I like her talent. 
I'm glad that um, she's doing her thing. I've you, recently I've been converted to a Rihanna fan, oh. and, and the, the reason why is because I just I just think that um, she really just does not give give a flying you know what. Yeah. Wait. She so you weren't care. a fan before? I thought that it was more manufactured. You know, I I, I did this piece once where I said, um, who would have ever thought that I would like Rihanna more than I would like Alicia Keys, and I thought to myself that Alicia Keys kind of is the artist that you grew up thinking, you know, she writes her own stuff, female empowerment, you know. Like you're obligated to like her. You're, you're <laughs> obligated to like her because she's kind of like the throwback R- Roberta Flack. But in the back of my mind, you're just thinking, you're, you're boring, you know. <laughs> and that's where Rihanna comes in. It's like. I've never, I've never heard those two compared. Oh, this, it's, yeah, it's an interesting dichotomy when you, when you think about it. You know? Alicia is very um, international. I'll say, like, compared to even Rihanna and, like, she, her songs are, she's really, like, the global pop star, if that makes sense. She is, I just think that Rihanna is a global superstar, meaning she does not have to release an album anymore. She goes outside and is about what she's wearing. She, to me, she captures what celebrity is today. Alicia Moore captures She's no the Jackson. old guard. Alicia, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Alicia captures the old guard with Clive Davis and let's, we can make a star. We can do this show, kid, you know, follow me type of thing. And Rihanna's like, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to wear a t-shirt. Blah. I'm going to show everything. I don't care. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, also, it's going back to Clover's favorite topic of today, Beyonce. <laughs> Um, the fact that she was even brought up says something. Yes. And I I wasn't expecting for Charlie to bring up Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah I don't know about that. <laughs> you're side, yeah. clever side eye. But I mean, I love Bieber's um, like the R&B stuff that he did. Right. Um, just in comparison to Michael, I just don't think um, he's. I just don't take him as seriously as like Beyonce versus Michael. Like he doesn't have the song catalog. Yeah, I I think his handlers are just doing him a disservice because on the low, he's probably the most talented artist of his generation. On the low, he is. Yes. Like he plays drums. He does all these different things. He plays guitar. He's a talented cat, but you never know it because, you know, he's always, you know, doing something stupid. And it, 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 it just overshadows. And plus, he sings. It did overshadow songs. the the R. I thought the R and B, um, the journals yeah. um, project was actually really yeah, good. Yeah, but it came out during a time where he yeah. was peeing in buckets. <laughs> and yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it just doesn't help. You know, it's you used to be able to make that transition from child star, but now it's just his his stardom is just so big that it's just I think I, I don't know. Right. I feel like that is a whole other episode. Yes. Of the podcast, especially on the Pop Shop podcast, that would be. Great. But we have to wrap up. And I appreciate you guys coming through and talking to me about Prince and MJ and talking with me to with Charlie Murphy. Thank you, ER. Thank you. Look at us. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.